This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan, and today I'm joined by arts organizer and artist Rupa Subramaniam. Thank you for being with me today, Rupa. Thanks for having me, Sharmila. You might have noticed a bit of a trend over the last couple of weeks. We've been looking at things that are not necessarily exhibitions. And of course, that's because we're in the middle of uh, MCO, EMCO and so on. But I think that this is also a good opportunity to look at art projects that may not take that traditional form of what art is, right? So today we're actually looking at a book um, that's called Band in Kale, Astro Boy Rides the Great Wave to Sky Kingdom. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a book by Cloud Projects in collaboration with Malaysia Design Archive. And essentially what it is, is a collection of postcards, 15 postcards for every decade in Malaysia from the 1880s to the 2020s, I guess. Mm. It's it's a really interesting project because it very much relies on visual culture. Um, and the idea is that you can consume it in multiple ways. You can buy it as a book. You can, uh, it's also available for free online as an e-book. Um, yeah. And you can detach the postcards. You can send it to each other. And each image comes with a lot of um, historical context and sort of places it against Malaysian history, Malaysian uh, sociopolitics in many ways. Rupa, mm. what were your first impressions? One of the first things that was obvious to me, you know, they said, you know, we believe in pirating our own books. So <laughs> break it, trash it, upgrade it. And I love that. I love that um, they are paying tribute to the fact that ideas don't exist in one place, one format. And it's like they they position themselves as mediators. Um, I also really like the fact that they started off by saying this is not a wholesome um, sort of indication of what Malaysia is throughout these 15 decades that they have chosen to talk about, but rather just to prompt you to think in a certain direction. And I think, you know, that that relieves a lot of people from like having this pressure of like, you need to be all inclusive, all diverse, all Malaysian, when really it's very hard to do that through 15 images. Yeah, how can one image possibly represent one decade, right? Uh, yeah. So I think they're very clear that that's not what they're trying to do. It's not a representation of a decade as such. I think it's more like, um, uh, I don't know, a, a little story from a decade, you know, a very particular time in Malaysian history. But what I found that I liked so much about this project was that that one image actually lets you... I think it leads you down the path of imagining other stories from that point in time. Um, they also provide enough context of that particular era and uh, talk about what happened historically in Malaysia at that time without being too dense or too difficult to get into. As you said, I like the premise that they start off from, that this isn't a representation of the whole of Malaysian history as such. In instead, it's meant to be um, a way to spark conversations or narratives. Did you like the decade format? I loved it. And I think particularly going through that book right now um, and starting off with something from the 1800s kind of gave me a nice kick back to thinking about what this land was like when it was called Tanah Melayu. And I love how, you know, the, the first story and the last story, in fact, sort of ties back to each other in this, this, this journey that we go through. And so it's a great reminder for us Malaysians to really look back at our past and how we were represented in international eyes back then. And 
how that same sort of point is being in, re- represented in that sense in in but now it's probably a meme right because uh we we things have changed so there's there's so many of these little nuances and yes we are talking about 15 images but really the ideas that are being discussed in there are so free flowing and and really quite large uh that it feels like these 15 pieces are sort of uh little gems that you find that anchors you um but like you said it it, it brings you to discover a lot more ideas and think about a lot more things which is brilliant i love that you said memes because it got me thinking about how this whole project uh shareability and mm. a, a sort of divorcing from the original context seems to be a big part of this right because the mere fact that it's postcards and you know the the book itself is actually uh, encourages you to detach the postcards and perhaps send it to people but on the other hand even what you said earlier the idea that it's freely available anyone can download it you can share it um all of it seems to center around this idea of making things accessible and shareable uh, in the same way that memes online function in that uh, they are not confined or owned by a particular person uh, they kind of move around freely they create their own narratives they don't necessarily need a huge amount of context uh, so as you said memes um, that's actually exactly what came to mind and one thing in particular that i really enjoy is some of these images are not images that you would expect from a particular point. point in time um like for instance to represent the the japanese occupation or that era um instead of something that you might expect um uh, you know images of soldiers or or the resistance or so on instead what you get is actually a lottery ticket mm-hmm. a lottery ticket from the japanese era but then uh when you look at the context it's actually about um capitalism it's about how um essentially you're convincing or using funding or, or the money from the people to further your cause and how that fits into that era yeah. so i found these sorts of uh, touches kind of surprising and i found myself getting really excited to see what the next picture was going to be and what the next picture was going to be yeah exactly and it was brilliant to bring up the lottery ticket for the japanese or or sort of like that that whole time because when i spoke to my grandmother her stories about the japanese occupation you know i remember horrific stories i remember how scared she was i remember how she said you know all she ate was um ubi that they planted near their house and yet our culture now has a fascination over the japanese um it, it's almost like me getting a chance to go to japan now would be celebrated mm-hmm. but like there is no room for me to talk about what my grandmother went through because of the japanese actually so, the book itself kind of um interrogates that because when you come to the 80s suddenly that image of astro boy is actually yes. a symbol of uh, making it on our own and it becomes a symbol of not looking to the west right so you yes. know even within a span of 5 or 10 pages you see that flip yeah i think that's why it's great that like a lot of people may not have the attention or right now the the uh, hit space to go through like a 200 page book that discusses history throughout time and what um all these things meant for our society right mm-hmm. and often those books would be written from a point of view like i mean here's all the research we have done now just digest it right but the format of how this book was put together is that you have a uh, that artistic stimuli 
right? And then you have all these questions that come out to you. Two of my favorite, I, I would say the Tamil beauty and the Malay woman um, as a feminist, like the whole idea of how women's position would describe. Oh, hands the down, both, both my favorites as well. <laughs> yes, and these are familiar images. And I honestly did not know the origin. I didn't know the background of the story. Um, I, I saw a lot of these, these two images being circulated on Instagram. Um, but it was, you know, just sort of a fleeting passing Instagrammy sort of a post. But when I had to sit down with this image and read about it and how they present an image that was objectifying a woman, objectifying the culture, and how they moved to, to the following picture, the Malay woman, to say that like now you have to sit with the discomfort of her gaze. Um, that was powerful, right? And how then... Um, you get introduced to a world of women uh, where in Johor, the Persekutuan Perempuan Melayu uh, actually... I loved, <laughs> I loved that. I love, I mean, clearly yes. because I work in journalism, right? <laughs> I loved this um, illustration of a magazine cover of yes. women working in uh, a, an editorial setting. It, I, I, didn't ex- I didn't know this image existed. I was so happy to see it. Yes. And we, we have been talking about this, right? We have been talking with the... There are, uh, we don't, I don't have access to get to know um, what were the works done, you know, a century ago. Uh, were they still, were they same issues that they, this uh, feminist artists were fighting about then? You know, are, are they the same issues we are fighting about now? And just a reminder that we come from that generation too. We come from that legacy too. So yeah, this really strong questions that keep coming up for me. We're discussing a book project called Band in KL. Astro Boy rides the wave to Sky Kingdom on a grasshopper. It's essentially 15 images of Malaysia in postcards. That's by Cloud Projects. It's available for free downloads as an ebook. You can also purchase a physical copy. For more information, head on over to cloud.onl. The O in cloud is a zero. Keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a critic jointly presented with chindana bodacious fabulous minds bfm 89.9 the business station you're listening to everyone's a critic jointly presented with chindana Welcome back. This is Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila and together with me, artist and arts organizer Rupa Subramaniam. We're discussing a book called Band in Kale, Astro Boy Rides the Great Waved Sky Kingdom. It's by Cloud Projects in collaboration with Malaysia Design Archive. And um, essentially, it's a collection of 15 images representing um, each decade of Malaysian history, Malaysian culture. I wanted to ask you, Rupa, because uh, I'm not sure if this is an experience you had. Certainly for me, this idea of um, one image representing a decade, as much as I said it was really effective, I found that the closer it got to our reality, the more, not uncomfortable, the more um, questioning I became of the images. And that was actually a very interesting experience for me because it also got me then thinking how little we know of the past because when yeah. I lived through the 90s and I lived through the 2000s uh, you know for instance the 90s image is a uh, flyer for a punk uh, performance and I love that it's it's a really cool way of representing what the 90s were um, but 
I was also like, but the 90s was so much more. Like I lived <laughs> through this phase. Like why this image? Why not something else? And it got me thinking about how I didn't have those questions about the 1890s or the 1880s, you know? So I think in a very clever way, the book actually gets you to interrogate what we value about history or what we view as being important in history and how much that can change when it's your history. I definitely agree with you that I got a bit more dis- uncomfortable with myself as I was going through the the second half of the book. Um there were some things I was not familiar with, especially I think the Ayapin's um, story. I had to do a bit of digesting to maybe come to terms with that story. Perhaps it was not my favorite part of the book, but that is also fine to then have because I feel like the first half of the book gave me all the things to be excited about. And Again, yeah, um, the book ends to say that if you don't look at the past, you know, it doesn't inform your future. Um, And perhaps it's an invitation for us to now craft this next coming decade. Like, you know, this year we are blinking an eye and next thing we know, we're in the middle of the year. And like to, and people like Fami Reza are sort of uh, summarizing the month in um, illustrations, right? And when we come back to the end of the year, what are we going to say this year was like, you know, and then collectively it becomes like, so this entire decade was informed by the summaries of these little months. It's a, it's a, it's the curator's decision also in a sense, I suppose, to whether choose the most significant story that made up that decade or should I choose the most smallest story that people actually missed out um, to, to, anchor and remind people that say, hey, this too happened while there was this whole big hoo-ha about everything else, which is very much like Malaysian politics, right? They <laughs> want to distract you from what is important to speak about. But I love I love the irony that comes out throughout the book. Um, I love the, the beginning when they um, spoke about the Belalang swatter, right? Like, um, and how they spoke that when it comes single, like, you know, one by one, the, the Balalangs are quite harmless, but when they come in a group, um, then it's really quite dangerous and they, they eat up your crops. And how that was also sort of a symbolism for the white foreigners that was invading our land. But at the same time, it was a very practical tool that was made to sound mystic in a sense. Um, sort a colonial of exhibition, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And to position our very day-to-day instrument as something with high mystical value. But you come down to one of the uh, more recent images that they have put in, which is the Raja Bomo. And um, that's why I kind of brought in the meme earlier, because that incident of this Bomo's calling out uh, to find our airplane uh, was made into an international joke, you know, when you travel and you tell people you're from Malaysia, you're like, oh, did you bring your bamboo sticks with you and coconut, you know? And so that was an embarrassing moment for me as a Malaysian. And then to now see that someone's made a statue out of this moment and sort of made like, now the, the irony here is our mysticism has been made into something that's being ridiculed, right? When... I honestly believe the country is, you know, so large and so deep with our mysticism that we never have to try too hard to be performing rituals, right? And and like 
that has become our our journey in understanding even cultural practices and i guess this is that colonial gaze coming back in right and how we ourselves now cannot deal with this whole raja bobo um incidences and so th- that irony becomes very strong in this book two things that you said that that struck me is um you talked about curatorship and you talked about gaze right and i think that speaking of irony the irony of a project like this is that while it's interrogating the question of whose gaze who's curating it is in itself a curated project it is in itself a particular viewpoint a particular gaze that the creators of the book and then subsequently the readers of the book cast on the things that are in there right um it's not a bad thing what it does in fact is actually highlight the importance of having space for multiple viewpoints and for multiple people telling those stories um and i think that it's great when a project like this highlights uh, it, in fact a lot of the stories in what it doesn't show as much as what it is showing i don't know whether they meant for it to be as ironic as that but the project itself um in reducing malaysia to 15 images even though they're not claiming to be representative they are already showing that there are so many images that we're not seeing that perhaps we should cast our eye on and make an effort to understand um and i think in some ways that's what makes this a project that's worth looking at and and a project that i i'm very happy to sort of keep and and share with people that's what i wanted to end with i wanted to ask you what place do you think something like this has when it comes to um malaysian art malaysian visual culture i feel or i rather hope more exhibitions have this sort of space for all these diverse views to come in and um i really think i mean yes uh, the team that has put to put this together came out with a with a book uh, but really they could do so many different versions of the same um concept that could come out as an exhibition um and right now i believe that pdf uh, is the really the the widest form of reach and when it's free more people get to consume it um so i love to see how um this project could even break into the social media space um and get a bit more life to perhaps um in a way that it's uh, rotating a bit more quickly because otherwise you'll wait a bit Uh, for a long time for the research to happen for something like this to come out in a sense right um so it'd be nice to see um the the concept of this book being applied in many different versions um i think it's very stimulating uh especially now with the pandemic i uh, like to just get transported back in time um and and to bring like residue of that decade back to the current space is a very powerful feeling and like i i really in awe with with the team that put this together it's um it's sweet and and it's just nice in every little thing that they have given us in the book rupa thanks for joining me on the show today you're welcome
We've been reviewing a book project called Band in Kale, Astro Boy Rides the Great Wave to Sky Kingdom. Uh, it's by Cloud Projects in collaboration with Malaysia Design Archive. And it, it's a book of 15 images in postcard form that uh, looks through the decades in Malaysia. So if you'd like to get your hands on that, uh, a free download is available or you can purchase the physical copy. Just head on over to cloud.onl. The O in cloud is a zero. We'll also be linking to it in our podcast. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chandana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, follow Chandana on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.